0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hosts Dr. Glenna Calder and Mildred Lynn McDonald are delighted to bring to you Walk the Talk to Health and Well Being. Join them for honest, down to earth conversations on how to live a heart centered life, suggestions on how to be in touch with your true self, and tips to strengthen and nourish your soul purpose by building a supportive community of kindred spirits. Get ready to challenge your six senses, shift your perspective, learn new tools, and enjoy healing conversations peppered with East Coast humor and flair. Airs the fourth Thursday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time and 8.30 p.m. Atlantic Time. And now, let's join Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn.
0: Welcome, everybody. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I'm your host for Walk the Talk to Health and Wellness with my co-host Dr. Glenna. I'm here in Sebastopol. It's a beautiful afternoon, and in a few minutes, Dr. Glenna is going to join us from Port Hood, Nova Scotia, Canada. So, last time we were together, we were talking about following your heart. Our time together today is going to be about Building community. Glenna and I found 10 necessary qualities for building community, and we're going to take each one of these qualities and explore it and talk about it a little bit. And we'd like to invite you, as we go through, to examine your sense of community and see if your community reflects one or all of the qualities. Glenna, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Mildred Lynn.
0: Happy to be here. So let's dig in here. We have 10 necessary qualities for building community. You and I are both big community people, and we would love to invite people to treasure and to honor their community. And if they don't feel like they have a sense of community, now might be the opportunity to develop. That wonderful sense of belonging, a wonderful sense of camaraderie, a wonderful sense of having healing conversations with like minded people. Did I miss anything, Gleno?
2: No, as you were speaking, I was thinking about for the first time in my life looking for what the definition of community.
0: So, what would be your definition of community?
2: to be part of a group that's working towards a common goal.
0: For me, a sense of community is a big sense of belonging. Mm. So you're a driver personality, head goal oriented. <laughs> and for myself, the belonging part is huge because I feel that as I've walked my path, although I love my path, I haven't always felt that I've had the support of community. And I'm sure a lot of energy workers out there might feel the same way. So if we look at community, one of the big, big, big aspects is having safety and trust. How do you feel about that one, Glenna?
2: I think that's a great one to start with because I think trust lays the foundation for all other qualities that a community may have or need, and moving to a community here in Port Hood that I grew up in but haven't lived since I was a child, I'm learning that it takes time to become part of a community, but I think it's because it takes time to trust.
0: When you're part of a community, you're opening your heart up. So that means you're going to show up in a vulnerable and open way. And I don't know too many people who would be too crazy about showing up in an open and vulnerable way if they didn't feel safe, if it wasn't a safe place, and if they didn't trust the members of the community. Because you really are revealing your weaknesses. What about openness?
2: It can begin after, like you said, after trust. And I think how open a community will be and the members within the community would depend on how much trust is in there. And I see that when I think about going to my daughter's events here. I'm watching the parents and watching the circles and groups of parents within the community and looking to see the history. And the longer their history, the more they trust and the more they're open. For some reason, I didn't see that as much in other places I've lived. And maybe it's because poorhood is a smaller place. And I'm looking more at establishing roots here. I'm learning that, okay, it can't just come in a week and it can't come in two weeks. And that's understandable for me because if I look back in my different places I've lived, the people that I really began to trust and were more open with, I had some history there with them, and that takes time.
0: And I guess the other part of being open is you're sharing your innermost feelings or whatever is appropriate, and you don't have fear of being judged.
2: That's right. It can be pretty scary But if you're with a group of people that you feel aren't going to judge you and will accept you, no matter what opinion or what you're going to share with them, it's much easier to be open.
0: And that comes in handy, the openness, when you are tackling a task or you're tackling a goal where you have different opinions, different perspectives around the table. So in a conversation and there's openness, then there's goodwill there. I'm thinking about a community or a sense of community that was closed. It wasn't open. I would say that myself and many other people would be reluctant to freely share their thoughts and their feelings. How do you think you might react?
2: The same way, and I would probably question about how much is this worth my time? How much should I invest in here, in this group, if there's not a lot of openness? Because I think if there's not openness, there's not going to be a lot of progression and my driver personality would say where can we go if we're not open with each other how can we move forward
0: i like that now the third aspect of building community is respect for me that would be people need to feel valued appreciated wondering have you ever been in a situation where you were part of a community? where you weren't respected or you didn't feel respected for what you brought to the table in goodwill?
2: Nothing comes to mind, but I'll flip it around, and what comes to my mind is I'm watching my five-year-old daughter and she's on a hockey team. And I'm amazed at in the short five weeks how much respect the coaches have gotten from these four, five, and six-year-olds. The coaches are very caring, but they've gotten the kids to be so motivated and so loyal. They all show up three times a week, which is four-, five-, and six-year-olds is amazing. But I see the respect they have for the coaches, and as a result, the community that's being built on the ice between the kids, absolutely amazing. They're organized, they're improving, and they're having fun, and they're working hard.
0: I found myself in a situation where I had a community and it was in another profession and then I left and I went into energy work and unfortunately at that time, energy work was not respected by my community that I was known in and I had invested myself openly in. So that was a big jolt to my system. So I understand intimately what it's like to be part of community and then start to feel not valued not appreciate it to be the odd one out. So for our listeners there, if you've experienced a similar situation, the respect one, and I guess another way that respect can be shown in communities is that people value your opinion, they appreciate you, they return your phone calls, they return your emails, they support your projects, you have a place at the table. I don't know, am I missing one, Glenna, in terms of respect?
2: Well, I think when you said return emails, phone calls, that made me think of another one of responsiveness. And I would say that when I look at when I respond to somebody and how quickly I respond to somebody, I think it's directly related to how much I respect them. I think it's a subconscious thing. I don't think I would sit there and go, oh, okay, I'm going to wait 10 minutes or I'm going to wait a week. It's just somebody that you respect, you really want to deliver for them you want to continue to be a member of their community.
0: Yeah, so you're valuing. You're really valuing. And so the next, oddly enough, oddly enough, the next quality of a healthy community is responsiveness. So the members of the community need to respond respectfully to each other and respond in a good way. So I would say that would mean no confrontation, but be solution-oriented, have goodwill, Assume the best of people. What do you think?
2: I think this is an interesting one, and I've never seen this one connected with community before, so Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting. I think I've overlooked it before, for sure. But I think it's a key one. I think in a group, when there's a lot of responsiveness, there's going to be a lot of trust, and then you're going to get a lot of respect. I think this one is just almost like the center one to show how much of each quality is there within the group.
0: So just to recap, we're looking at building community. We're talking about the qualities necessary for building community. We've touched on safety and trust. We've touched on openness. We've touched on respect. We've touched on responsiveness. And then the fifth one would be collaboration. Any thoughts on that one, Glenna?
2: What this means to me is working together and helping each other to make again, the end result (laughs) of a project or an event to make it better or to make it more efficient or perhaps to prevent any of the members from getting burnt out so that the community could be sustained. So that's what that means to me is looking around and thinking, who can I help? How can we improve things? Or even asking for help and saying, could you help me? Your strengths are what I'm needing right now or your strengths.
0: I like that. What collaboration means to me is being inclusive rather than exclusive. So Mm. always having a perspective or a stance or a vantage point where you're inviting, you're open to other people cooperating with you, bringing their goodies to the table and understanding the dynamics that three heads, four heads, five heads are better than one. That's what collaboration means to me. And if you're going to have a community and really feel the rewards of being part of that community, I feel that collaboration is a big part of that. Having a party for one is pretty boring. But when you are experiencing goodwill and inclusiveness and you're all working together on a task, that's when the blood starts pumping and you're sharing and you have that synergy And sometimes you can only achieve that through through collaboration. Now, the sixth point about building communities in terms of quality would be relevance. So, Glenn, anything on the relevance part that speaks to you?
2: I think discussing why you're together and how it's affecting each other, whether it's in each other's work or personal lives, depending on what the community is about, I think would keep the community on track and focused when times might get difficult or the group is wondering, where are we going? Just to look at how this is relevant. Why are we interested in this and why are we showing up would help keep the group forward, moving forward.
0: Yeah. And also I feel that when you're part of a community and people have different levels of information that they like to share always to examine how relevant the information is to the collective. So I may be really, really interested in a certain area, but only an aspect of that area might be relevant to the whole group. So having enough respect for the group to only bring that piece to the table. Now, you can always say I have an encyclopedic knowledge of XYZ. Anybody who wants to learn about that, call me offline or something like that. That's what the relevance means. And I also look at relevance in terms of timing, being aware when it is the appropriate time to bring whatever information you have or experience or real-life stories to the table. Anything else on that one, Glenna?
2: Yeah, to me, that hearing you speak about relevance that way, what hits me is that of all the ones we spoke about, this is the one that requires discipline.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of discipline to say, I want to talk about this, but it's not relevant and it's not helping anybody else in the group. So maybe, A, I'll talk to this person on the side, but I think that takes a lot of discipline to know the timing and when to speak up about what.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like a skill set that everybody could use. All of these are wonderful skill sets if you can have presence of mind to bring them to the table. Now, the other part would be a challenge. So for me, it's being part of a community and would need a task or we would need something that's common that we would come together for. But it has to be exciting or challenging for all members. Because you've probably experienced this, Glenna. If it's not exciting or challenging, you start to lose interest. And other people will start to lose interest. So having a challenge also involves keeping people up to date on your progress and your accomplishments, because that will keep the momentum going and also be a catalyst maybe for ideas, new and better ideas. What do you think?
2: The way I look at it, to add to what you said, is for me to continue to be challenged, I've got to stop, look back, like you said, and look at what did we accomplish here, and looking back to see what's been accomplished with this much work or focus or time will Remind me, okay, this is worth it. I do think this is worth it. And then keep moving forward. But look back and go, where are we now? What did we accomplish? Where's the group at? To me, that's a necessary piece of the puzzle.
0: I've learned something about myself. I tend to be a strategist and and visionary in my thinking. So when I'm in any community situation or group situation, I can have all kinds of fabulous ideas. And no one is more fabulous than the other, but they're all fabulous, according to me.
2: <laughs> and <what laughs> so you I've, keep them relevant, don't you?
0: Yeah, I have to keep them relevant. Yeah, and that's where the discipline comes in. So I really learned that you have to dole them out in a way that makes sense, in a way that the group can handle, a way that they're relevant to the group, a way that the group can work on them and and save a couple maybe six months down the road might be the time to introduce another idea to the group. But right now, it's almost as if in terms of a challenge or excitement in getting together, you have to develop a rhythm for the community. How much new data can the community handle and process? How much excitement does the community need? How much collaboration to keep that heartbeat working in a good way? And it reminds me... Of an energy wave. Actually, it actually reminds me of the ocean, the waves going in and out, in and out, just like breathing, inhaling, exhaling. How does that feel to you?
2: I'm smiling because this one might take discipline from certain personalities. I think because you have a lot of great ideas, mm-hmm. it'll take more discipline for you to not throw them all out there. But for someone like with a driver personality, we're so busy moving forward. That I have to take discipline to actually pause and look at the expectations we set, check in to stay motivated.
0: We're talking about the different personality types. It might be worthwhile for our listeners to Google personality types. And they might find themselves there and gain a better insight into how they show up in a community form. I like that. That's a really good, really good thought. So the eighth point, the eighth quality in forming or building a healthy, thriving community is enjoyment. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) I was part of a community last night and I left and I thought to myself, I really enjoyed those last two hours. And I got up this morning and I thought to myself, I really enjoyed those last two hours. And I was a bit surprised. I wasn't focused on what we achieved. I wasn't focused on who was there. You know, it was a nice turnout. What was top of mind was how much I enjoyed it, and it gave me a really warm, fuzzy feeling around my heart. Have you ever experienced that?
2: Probably not as often as you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You're so good to lighten things up and to have fun in the process. Well, thank you. But yes, even when I look at doing the radio show, And I think we try to keep that on the top of our minds. Are we enjoying this? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And it definitely helps. It helps to keep it, things just run smoother when you're enjoying it and having fun. I think about my husband who's on a hospital board. In their next meeting together, they're going to have a turkey dinner first before the meeting. And I thought, what? (laughs) (laughs) But the new boards just come together, the new members, so they're probably thinking what a nice way to get people together and get some openness and some trust built Mm-hmm. and fun.
0: I guess we have to look at, with a community, we need that lightheartedness, we need that camaraderie, we need that sense of sharing a meal together or a similar facsimile to that and being people in another context. It's almost like the fun word. Fun is so important to have peppered in your life, but people tend not to value fun. But if you start researching what makes people happy, and what makes them balanced and make them healthy, fun is right up there. So it's an interesting paradox that we all seem to live. And I guess enjoyment for me would go under that category. And know myself, if I'm not enjoying anything, I probably will not be showing up too often for it, because life is too short.
2: I wonder why we've separated them. A lot of us have into work is here, fun is over there and they don't overlap. It seems like a belief that we've had in society that that they've got to be separate to be productive and they don't belong side by side.
0: Maybe it's because many people don't enjoy their work, perhaps because they're not listening to their heart and And following your heart. Because one thing I found is once I started to do energy work and listen to my heart and my spirit... I started to see the world through that lens and things, everything, even the mundane, be, started to become more enjoyable and fun. And before I knew it, during my you know, quote-unquote work day, I was laughing a lot more. I was enjoying it a lot more. It went back to having the heart connected to the work path. Anyway, that's my take on that. I don't know if you have something to add there.
2: Well, I think that's why it can be confusing when... You have a passion and you don't think of combining it with your work because it feels fun and it feels easy and sometimes we think, whoa, okay, that's just got to be my hobby. I couldn't possibly have that as my work because it feels like I'm in a nice zone. Maybe it's the word work itself that we equate to struggling and having to do it. I never really talked to the word work. (laughs) <laughs> although
0: although I know I am what some of them would call a hard worker. I do give my all and I'm passionate about things. Interesting. Now the nine well, first of all I'm gonna review what we've looked at so far in case anybody's just joining us now. So we're looking at ten necessary steps for building a community. Glenn and I have touched on safety and trust, openness, respect, responsiveness, collaboration, Relevance, challenge, enjoyment, and now we're going to cruise into feeling a sense of pride and loyalty
2: to the community.
0: What do you have to say about that, Glenna?
2: How can we feel more loyal to the community? I think hearing other people's achievements and accomplishments and sharing ours with others is important and it will help us feel connected to the community which then we feel more loyal I think without this sharing of achievements and accomplishments it's hard to believe the effort is worth it or we might forget why are we together or should we continue to keep going are we going to see progress but when you see or even hear about others achievements even if it's not your own there's something magical about hearing other people's accomplishments it gets the momentum going I think
0: And interestingly enough, I had alluded to a group that I've recently joined. I remember during the first meeting, and I'm always surprised at what comes out of my mouth, but I know when we went around and shared, I was really looking for a group or community that I could feel proud of. I really wanted to feel proud for myself, for the individuals at the group, and for the community at large. And that was so important to me. And I have no idea why that was so important to me, but it was. And it seems like it's really in me. I don't know if it's where I am in life, that if I'm not feeling proud to be part of some organization, it's not worth my time, or if it's coming from another place, a deeper place, a spiritual place of this shared outcome, this shared joy at achieving something together. I'll have to explore that one a little bit more. I think there's something there. And something good. It feels like something substantial and fulfilling and good. Now, what about empowerment? Using empowerment, being with empowerment in terms of building community. Have you experienced anything there? Any thoughts on that?
2: I think to me this means growth and feeling like you're growing and feeling like you've gotten somewhere. So to me, without individual growth, There can't be a community growth. So I feel each member in a community, it's really important for them to feel that sense of growth. But to me, it's a little bit tied into what you just spoke about, which is, I think, an interesting or guiding question of being part of a community. How do we feel about being part of a certain community? Will it empower us when you look at the common goals of the community? What do you think about empowerment, Mildred? To me, it's one plus one
0: equals three. I get the sense of striving. One person can go so far, but when we engage in our community and we put all our resources and our hearts into it, we're going to get a wonderful outcome, whatever that looks like. And that's going to make every member feel empowered, every member feel a bit bigger, stronger, a bit more courageous. And the neat thing is that will carry over to the next thing that's tackled. So I find the empowerment part synergy, and I find the empowerment part confidence, and all those wonderful outshoots from confidence. And I feel that once you're in that zone, because it's a new zone, then you start looking at other things as possibilities, because you've already had a success that you can build on.
2: I'm thinking about how interesting it is when I said we need individuals to grow for community growth, but... In a way, you're looking at it in a different way, which is really neat. You're looking at more the synergy that the group will, a group has will ripple down and affect those individuals.
0: Yeah, yeah, it feels really good. Now, if I go through the list of ten qualities, can you tell me the one that really hits you right now, like which one you like the best? So I'm going to do that. Safety and trust, openness, respect, responsiveness, collaboration, relevance, challenge, enjoyment, pride, and loyalty, empowerment.
2: The one that interests me the most is responsiveness. Okay.
0: And I know that that really seemed to hit you when we hit that one, didn't
2: it? It did. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. But when I look at how humans behave, the more somebody respects a cause or a group or a person, the quicker they respond. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as quick as they can Mm -hmm. I think the relevance one though is one I'd like to think about and to have it more present because I think asking is this relevant is a really good question no matter if you're in a group or whether it's one person or two people it will really help you stay on track well that one interests me too but I've got to say responsiveness for me it's enjoyment
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I noticed that too you noticed (laughs) that
2: too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what can I say? <laughs> I want to laugh. <laughs> I fun. They yeah, I want to have some fun.
0: Yeah. I think I'm very playful by nature. So, what I'm going to do with these qualities is I'm going to look at the communities that I have in my life and take each one of these qualities and on a scale from 1 to 10, rate where I feel this particular quality lands from my perspective. And then I'm going to ask myself, in terms of building community, what can I do to strengthen each of these qualities if strengthening is appropriate? And also, if I find that I'm part of a community where I'm getting really low numbers, like 1 out of 10 or 2 out of 10, it may be a signal that this community might not be the right one for me. And then I will go on my way and start to look for another community with these 10 qualities in my back pocket. What about you, Glenna?
2: I love it. There's a few groups I'm starting over the next three weeks. I'm going to use this to look at it over the first few months, how do I feel about each one, and almost to keep it on track. And I think I may bring it up with the group, because I think sharing this with people would be a gift.
0: Yeah, because I know when I found this and I shared it with you, I thought, oh, wow, this is great. It hit me, this is very practical. And I love stuff that's practical. We can take this and we can apply this. And I know people who are in complementary medicine and alternative medicine and energy work. One big aspect, one big thorn is always, I don't feel a sense of community or where is my community? And I went through that myself in early days. I didn't know where I would find anybody to have the conversations I wanted to have let alone, I would, I would have settled for one person, let alone finding a community. So this is a beautiful template if you are in that field, if you're feeling like, I want to have more community in my life. As I said before, just take this out of your back pocket, and as Glenna's going to do, she's starting new community participations very shortly, she's going to use this as a template to see if this would be the right community for her. Anything to add, Glenna?
2: I don't think. I think these each of them covered are pretty holistic, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, if you know anybody in your life who would benefit from our conversation, our 30-minute conversation today, please feel free to pass along this podcast because we want to keep the positive energy moving, thriving, being shared with people. And if you don't know anybody... Save the link because at some point they will show up in your life and you're going to say to yourself, I have the perfect resource for you. It's all about building community. And you might be interested in hearing a friendly little discussion on each of these qualities. The other thing I wanted to mention is that Glenn and I will be back next month tackling another subject. We hope that you will join us. I'd like to thank Glenn for being a fabulous co-host. Have a wonderful evening and please join us for our next Walk the Talk to Health and Well Being. Bye for now, Glenna.
2: Thanks, Mildred Lynn.
1: Thank you for joining us. This is Deb Carousella. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Walk the Talk to Health and Well Being with hosts Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn airs the fourth Thursday of the month at four thirty PM Pacific Time and eight thirty PM Atlantic Time. Please join us next time for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn MacDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. See you next time.